What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Getting Mental. And today we have a guest. She's amazing. Heads up, she was on a previous episode, Tech Problems. My God, you know how that goes. So I'm so lucky. We are so, 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 so lucky to have her back. Her name is Andrea Montoya, and she is just a phenomenal, phenomenal person. And she's an awesome coach who helps women overcome emotional eating. So I want to hear all about it because, oh my gosh, this is like the perfect time to start talking about this, where... Uh, we're in the holiday season, girl. These tamales have been my kryptonite. I I need I need help. I need help. So, hello. Well, thank you for having me. First of all, I would do this ten more times if we had to because it's been <laughs> such a blast to to talk to you. Um, but yeah, so my name is Andrea. I am and like you mentioned, emotional eating coach. I help women with pretty much anything that has to do with emotions, right? Um, and for most people, when, and, and it's what happened to me, high school, college, I dealt with a lot of eating disorders, bulimia, overeating, binge eating, and it was all because no one really teaches us how to deal with our emotions, right? No one really teaches us how to process these things, the psychology behind it. We're mostly told, like, you're not supposed to feel, numb it, you know, uh, be strong. And so because we don't know how to process these things, we turn to food, we turn to so, so many things externally just to numb the way we're feeling inside. So I help women get through all of that and finally be able to process their emotions, heal and not need to turn to food anymore or anything else, right? Food is just kind of the most socially acceptable and readily available drug on the market, but most people turn to food, sex, drugs, alcohol, all those things. So it shifts so many things in our lives. So I am so excited to talk more about that. And um, please, because girl, I'm not kidding, man. Lately, like, you know how like we have those holiday cookie bins now, right? With like the shortbread cookies, but I don't know. I grew up in a Mexican household. So that, that was always like a sewing kit. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) so you know what I'm talking about you see now as an adult no that that's cookies that ain't no sewing kit so like now it's I've been binging on those dude bad because like sugar in general is just awful it's so I mean it, it just wreaks havoc on my system and I notice that when I eat a lot of sugar which I really have been working hard on not to I break out I'm irritable it really affects my ADHD that's where I mostly notice it. And it hasn't been until recently that I noticed that I am so distracted. I mean, if I wasn't already like squirrel, I mean, I, I see like 20 squirrels. <laughs> so, so yeah. Do you know anything about that? Like how sugar can influence that way? I mean, is it something that you've seen before? Something that is talked about? Cause like, I'm, I'm new to this. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Usually what I see on the holidays, like kind of what, what you're doing is more, um, there's, there's different reasons why we overeat. There's different reasons why we, why we binge obviously. Um, and in the holidays, the main one is like the scarcity mindset, right? It's, I like to call it kind of like situational hunger. Like we're not really hungry. We don't really want the thing, but it's the fact that like it's Christmas and the Christmas cookies are only on Christmas. Therefore I have to have them as many of them as I can right now, because if not, I'm never going to have them again. Right. So it's kind of like that where it's kind of like, or for example, it happened to me the other day um, where we're at like an Italian restaurant and 
it this Italian restaurant is the only restaurant that I've ever seen that has Nutella pizza. And I was like, I'm not hungry. I just had a plate of lasagna, but I'm here. Therefore I have to eat it. Right. So I'm going to overeat and you know, I can't stop eating it because if not, I don't know when the next time I'm going to eat it again is. So that's more of like a scarcity mindset when it comes to the binging and the overeating is it's situational. It's, it's only because it's Christmas and I'm not going to have it again. Only because I'm at this restaurant, I'm never going to have it again. Right. Oh, it's because it's my grandma's thing. And I never see my grandma and this is the plate that she makes. So I have to have as much of it as I can. So it's this scarcity behind it. Right. Does that make sense? Dude. Yeah. You're like blowing my mind. (laughs) I never thought of it that way. Like that is so true. And I trick myself. I'll trick my, and like, I know I'm doing it. Like by the way, you know how last time we talked about our inner child? Yeah. I've been studying and learning about the outer child. Are you familiar with the outer child? I have not studied that yet. So that <laughs> I want to go What do you refer to when you talk about the outer child? So, so the outer child has been taking, and I'll totally dive into this, has been taking control when I have like this emotional uh, eating because uh, like you said, it's a scarcity mindset. Like, oh, I'm just gonna, like, I'm not gonna have this again, right? And so then I'll trick myself into going, yeah, yeah, you're never gonna have this again. So like, might as well just like all binge it now. And uh, you know what? It's okay. You can have like another one and then another one. And I'll keep telling myself that, but this is like the 10th time I told myself that. So technically it's not scarcity anymore. I can still have it, but the outer child is the child within us that controls our behavior and our inner child is what controls our uh, emotions and our needs and all this stuff. So I was recently reading a book called Taming the Outer Child. Have you heard of it? I have not. Tell me more. Oh my God. It seriously started to blow my mind because oftentimes we blame the inner child for, for how we act. We blame the inner child. It's like, oh, we need to meet the needs of the inner child. And like, they're not being met. So that's why we're acting this way. But in reality, what the book is, is showing that the inner child is, is, um, defenseless. It's innocent. It's, it's the, it's the little, little, uh, you know, Andrea and, and a little, little Brenda who is like four years old, who's just like, please pay attention to me. These are my needs. And yeah. the outer child is like the teenager rebellious kid who's like, I'm going to do what I want. And the inner child's like, can you not so that I don't get blamed for this because everyone's blaming me and it's you. And the outer child's like, nah, I'm going to do what I want. And the inner child's like, you're hurting everyone. And so then the adult in the entire equation is like, ah, I have two children I have to tame. I have to give the emotional needs to the inner and I have to freaking tame the outer one because this one's a wild banshee who is, is exhibiting the behaviors. No, that makes perfect sense. And so, yes, yeah, so what you're saying is the inner child is is provoking certain emotions and then the outer child is acting on those mm-hmm. and and then and then your adult self is like that how do I control this what's going on right yep, yep. like can y'all get along please can <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and it was that really- makes perfect sense mm-hmm. it's fascinating and it talks about how the outer child is the one that 
is responsible for like the overeating, the emotional overeating and like the, the, like not being disciplined and stuff like that. And so I just thought that was so fascinating and I couldn't wait to bring it up with you because I know we talked about inner last time. Yeah, no, I love that. I love it. That's definitely like a different perspective, a different way to look at it, but it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. And it's, it's, it's that for understanding why you do the things that you do. Right. So it's just, this is all kind of just gives us an explanation of, okay, cool. My inner child is making me feel a certain way. And now there's also this part of me that's been conditioned to react this way, right? Like my outer child is conditioned to behave in a certain way. Like I like to call it, it's kind of like, um, sensation association, right? So I have this sensation of something happens, my inner child gets triggered. So now if we, if we kind of talk about it in the sense that you're saying, it's like, I, you know, someone called me ugly because of that, my inner child is triggered because we're like, well, I'm not worthy unless I look a certain way. Right. It might be a thing that we, we feel, or if, if I'm not, if someone doesn't think I'm pretty, then I'm not loved. Right. I hear that. I actually just had a conversation with a client about this, uh, where someone told them like, well, not everyone's going to think you're pretty. And she, it triggered something within her big time. She was like, well, if, if someone doesn't think I'm pretty, her belief is or her inner child gets triggered by that because they're like, well, if someone doesn't think I'm pretty, then I'm, then I'm not worthy. I'm not going to be loved. I'm, you know, so the, the inner child gets triggered by that. And then the association to that sensation of unworthiness of, of anxiety of whatever it may be is right away. Then that outer child would be like, well, I'm, I have to eat. I feel anxiety. The association to that is when I feel anxiety, I have to numb it by eating. That not that fascinating? I think that's yeah. so fascinating to like learn about ourselves like that. Cause that's dude, like then we can, we can master ourselves. And like when we learn to like master ourselves, I mean, mind you, let me take that back. Then we like really learn about ourselves. Right. Cause I feel exactly. that ultimate mastery. I don't know if we will ever attain that. Because for me, it's just all about learning and growing. And the day that we stop learning and growing is the day we die. Exactly. I agree with you 100%. And I think we're always, it's it's such a blessing too. Sometimes I talk about like Kaizen, never ending improvement and always, you know, continuing to learn about ourselves. And um, and some people are like, well, oh shit, I, like I'm never going to get there. And I'm like, no, you're never going to get there. There's no there. It's like, we are, we're always evolving. We're always growing. We're always learning. And it's beautiful. Like how awesome that we get to just become better and better versions of ourselves every single day of our lives. It's so cool. So yeah, I agree. I agree completely. It's like, we're just, we're always evolving. Heck yeah. Can you like walk me through a process on how you go about helping women become the best version of themselves? Because that's, a tough subject to tackle emotional overeating and which is something that I have struggled with in the past. I don't even know if I mentioned that in our previous, uh, cause I was just having so much fun, like talking about everything else, but no, now, like ever since I started to, to realize my patterns with food, I'm like, Oh yeah, no, I, I've totally done that. So like, what, yeah. what are your methods? What do you do? Uh, and I know you have workshops too. Can you like tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So, well, actually one of the things that you mentioned there with like self-mastery that you're like, that we were saying, you know, you never really like fully master yourself. I think one of the biggest things when it comes to self-mastery though, is that of, for example, seeing the trigger, like, okay, I got triggered because of this thing and actually just be becoming excited about it. So when, when I, when someone comes in wanting to heal emotional eating, the first thing that I have them understand is that it has absolutely nothing to do with food. We never really talk about food ever, ever, because food is just the way that we're numbing. Like I mentioned in the beginning, 
just like drugs, just like alcohol. It's just a way that we numb. It's this external factor. And this is something that I myself, when I was dealing with this and I, with bulimia and everything, I became a nutritionist. I became a personal trainer. I became a health coach. And it was like all these external things. Like, how can I diet better? I need to understand metabolism or I need to, you know, exercise more. Maybe the answer is exercising for me to heal. And it had nothing to do with the external whatsoever. Right. It's like the, I understood everything. I knew how to eat. I knew how to diet. I could give my clients diets and I could give myself diets, but it, I would still at the end of the day go binge. And I was like, Oh my God, why am I such a horrible nutritionist? Like I can't, I give my clients these things and I don't do them myself. I'm over here binging. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, clearly all of these external things have nothing to do with it. So we go into, like you mentioned, inner child work, we go into um, what is the root cause of the overeating? I would go as far as to say all of the women that come to me have this like perfectionism all or nothing mindset, achievers mindset, right? And it's it's that of like, for most of them, it comes, it goes back to like some mother, father wounding thing where they picked up that they weren't loved unless they achieved. And so I have to be perfect, all or nothing. I have to get good grades. I, they were rewarded by their parents every time that they got good grades. They were rewarded anytime that they achieved things. And so they're like, well, I won't be loved unless I achieve. I won't be loved unless I look a certain way. They picked all these things up in society. And so now when it comes to dieting, it's like, I have to look this way. I have to look perfect. I have to diet perfectly. If I don't diet perfectly, if I overeat on the cookies right now, then screw it. I'm eating all the cookies, right? I'll start again tomorrow, all or nothing, perfectionism. And so those are the things that we start working on um, is digging deeper to what's the root cause? What are the belief systems? When we're able to shift our beliefs, then every the actions change automatically. Now we don't have to force, we don't have to willpower away. Most people are like, well, I just don't, I, I, I don't have the willpower. That's why I can't diet or that's why I, I gain the weight back. And I would challenge every single person that believes that into it's not a willpower conversation. It's not a willpower problem. It's, it's about expanding our capacity to feel, yeah. right? We keep numbing our emotions. Oh, I just got chills. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, how can we allow ourselves to feel more? We need to feel in order to heal is what I love to say. And what my, my coach used to always say is we need to feel in order to heal. Dude. Yes. We got to feel in order to heal. And that, and feelings are fun when it comes to that kind of stuff, you know, cause you'll be like, Oh, like I have to feel it. Like, Oh, it's, it's not, it's not. <laughs> have you seen the memes where it's like, when you're going through a spiritual awakening, what people think it's like, and it's like someone in like the garden, and then it's like what it's really like, and then you're like, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. <laughs> like it's it's so it yeah, it's a lot of work, but it's so worth it afterwards. It's so, so worth it. And I struggled with perfectionism for a while too. And I and I talked about it actually in my last podcast episode. Um same thing. My parents, like if I wasn't perfect, if I didn't get the, the straight A's in school, you know, if I wasn't in, in gifted programs, if I didn't make honor roll, if I didn't do, you know, if I wasn't like the, the kid that everyone liked and, and just always so, it's like my, my love was conditional. I mean, their love to me was conditional. It was like, you know, they would, they would take it away. And I had to learn, I remember in my first therapist, I failed my first class in college. It's my first F ever. 
Andrea, I had a freaking panic attack. I was like, oh my God, like I'm the worst. I'm a failure. I am awful. And she's like, no. <laughs> she's like, you're going to live tomorrow. You're going to be fine. I was like, no, 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 no. And she's like, honey, your worth does not, you know, I mean, your grades don't determine your worth. Your worth is not determined on your achievements, on your, on your grades, on anything like that. You know, you are the person you, the way you treat others, the way you treat yourself, the way you be like, that is, that's who you are, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think that's the biggest gift that I can give clients coming into my program. And that, I think that's, that's what I, what I, what I struggled with the most is believing that I was worthy if I didn't look a certain way or believing. And that doesn't mean that because I accept that or because I feel worthy and love myself because I look as looking like, you know, having a few pounds over that I'm just going to like eat my way to another 300 pounds or whatever that may be. It doesn't mean that whatsoever. It's like, once you're feeling whole, once you feel worthy, once you feel lovable, once you actually love yourself, yeah. as corny as that sounds for some people, it's like, yeah. once you have that self-love, it, now you're going to act from that place, right? Now you act, you want to, you want to nourish yourself. You're high vibe. Like you want to move, you want to work out. You're not sitting there beating yourself up. Right. So, so now the weight loss happens as a byproduct, byproduct, but that's never really the focus, right? Where most people kind of have it asked backwards where you're like, it's not for, for most people, it's, it's not, it's not the weight loss that you want. It's the feeling that that weight loss is going to give you, right? You want the confidence. You want the, the, the thought of like, okay, I'm lovable now, the feeling being accepted. And so what if we felt that way now? And because we control our feelings, we control our emotions. So we can feel that way now. And as a byproduct, get to where we want. But most people are like, I have to diet. I have to do the thing. I have to whatever in order to feel those feelings. But then when they get there, it's like, it's, it's very temporary or fleeing because it's, it's not, you didn't, you didn't work from the root. You still, you still feel unworthy. You still, there's still those things from like inner child stuff, right. That still come up. So, so yeah, I feel like most people are doing it ass backwards where now it's like, (laughs) what I love to do is that is let's actually get there first and as a byproduct now you don't have to willpower your way through you don't have to like never eat cookies again yeah oh my god you're so right it becomes so much easier to stay disciplined and on track and it doesn't become like this wall that you have to break down every time or barrel through it's just it just comes naturally it's like oh okay i have this sense of of worth now and so i know what i would like to do and what i don't want to do and it's going to be a lot easier to just not eat the cookies Yeah, because our emotions and our state are what cause those actions, right? So if I'm feeling down and I'm feeling shitty about myself and I'm feeling all these different things, then I'm going to act a certain way. Yeah. But if I'm vibrating low, it's going to yeah. cause me to eat. And now because I overate, now I feel even worse about myself. So now I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to keep eating because I feel like shit, right? And it's just this cycle that keeps going, keeps going. Then I beat myself up. And then, but if, if I'm vibrating high and I feel good and my emotions are in the right place and I love myself and I I'm seeing everything completely different, I'm going to act that way. And bam, I get what I want without having to, to focus too much on it. Oh, and it it stems from belief too, man. Like, but you have to believe it. Like you have to believe it. What I love telling my clients is like, if you guys don't 
believe, okay, that you are going to improve yourselves and that like these tools are going to help and that like, if you don't believe that, then you're right, you never will. <clears throat> Plain and simple, you won't. For those of you out there who think that you can't make it, that you guys can't, uh, you know, achieve your dreams, I'm here to tell you that you're right, you won't. Because it's belief. Exactly. For those of you who believe that you will, yes. Because it really is that shift, that simple yeah. shift that will then cause the actions. But it does start with belief. That yeah. is true. And it's and that's something that um, you know, for us, even when we're getting people into into the academy and stuff, we'll we'll call when we're on the on the enrollment calls, we're just like, is this one, is this a priority for you? And two, do you believe that it's possible? Because, and we've turned away many people that are like, no, you know, this is something I'm never going to achieve. And we're like, yeah, okay, you won't. Then this, this honestly, you know, it's not, it's not really going to work for you, but honestly, there's, it's, it's kind of like for most people, they've continued to diet and diet and diet. And so they're like, well, this is, I've tried everything. I've tried everything and it doesn't work. And so this is just the way I am. And I'm stuck this way. And that used to be me from now, from, from Thanksgiving until Christmas, most, um, okay. I don't, don't quote me on the statistics. Actually, I won't say the statistics. I'm just gonna say most Americans <laughs> gain five to 15 pounds from, from Thanksgiving to, to Christmas. And then, yeah. And then 50% of Americans go on a diet starting new year's. So most people gain five to 15 pounds on new year's. They create a new year's resolution. They, they, to, to start to lose weight. Then the ones that lose weight, 80% of them gain the weight back. So it's like, it's crazy because it can't be that many people that just don't have the willpower, right? It's like, it's just dieting in itself doesn't work. It's a, again, it's setting you up for that scarcity mindset. I tell you right now, you're going on a diet tomorrow and you're going to overeat on all those cookies today as a scarcity, right? It's that scarcity. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's Christmas all the time because you're just, there's so much scarcity. <laughs> So true. Oh my God. And so, okay. You just mentioned the Academy and, and I know that you have a masterclass too and workshops. You're amazing. Can you tell me the difference between the three? Like what, if somebody wants to enroll, what can they expect from the different uh, things that you offer? Yeah. So I have my ditch dining crash course. That's more of, that's like a, that's a quicker course, um, self-paced. So it's more actually like tools, tips in order to stop dieting and start eating more moderately so that you can begin to reconnect to your body. Because the issue is if you want to just start intuitively eating, but you've been disconnected from your body forever, that's going to be, that's, what's going to cause a lot of chaos, right? So let's connect to the body first. Let's use those tips. Let's use these things so that we can do that. So that's the, that's the crash course. Um, then I have my self-sabotage masterclass and that's just, that goes a little bit deeper into the emotions, into the, why we do what we do. It's a quick masterclass, but it gets into like the belief systems that cause the self-sabotaging, cool. right? Self-sabotage is there's so much to it. There's so much to why we do it. And so it explains everything a little bit deeper. And yeah, I know. I think that was a big thing we talked about last time with self-sabotage because that's, self that's big for a lot of people. That's my, that's my, right now, me and self-sabotage are like, listen, I'm learning and I'm taking jabs at you. Okay. Like don't, don't even try me with a procrastination right now. Get the hell away from me. Like stop. That's how I'm feeling. Cause 
man, it's, it can get so easy to procrastinate. So easy. Just be like, Hey, I'll do it tomorrow. That's self-sabotage. That's self-sabotage. And I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's usually a belief or something behind that, right. That's causing you to to self-sabotage. It's it's, the procrastination is a way of avoidance. So why are you avoiding? What's, what are you avoiding there? There's, you know, the, the fear of failure, the success thing, there's a fear there and there's a belief of, um, you know, I'm not someone that, I don't know, I'm just saying business-wise, I'm not, I'm not a coach that makes a million dollars. Like I'm a coach that, you know, my belief system is this is what's available to me. I learned that millionaires are people that reach a million dollars in their business. That is, you know, they're bad or money is evil or whatever. So there's certain beliefs that are causing you every time we're getting close to it, you're like, oh shit, no, let me self-sabotage. Let me procrastinate. Let me avoid. Because the truth is, I believe that a million dollars equals whatever, right? That's just an example, but that's usually, there's something so much deeper to that. So yeah, yeah, we go, we go. Awesome that you dive into that. And so that's your masterclass. You dive into Mm -hmm. the internal, the beliefs, the the beliefs holding you back from what you actually want. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the Academy, yeah, the Academy is, is 12 weeks. It's like like my baby. Um, We have mentors in there that, that help me with the women. Um, We have, you know, in pays, we do it all with you. Um, A ton of accountability, crazy amount of accountability. Um, And so, and there we go 12 weeks, 12 modules, there's meditations, there's work, there's uh, movement practices, there's embodiment practices where we don't just, it's not just like logically know it, but I want you to embody the feeling of worth. I want you to embody that like self-love, all the different things. And we work through everything. So you know, if, if it's something, okay, your dad told you this, you had to look a certain way we go through like forgiveness stuff. We go through, there's so many different modules that we go so deep into so much of the internal. Yeah. Um, it can get scary for some people, but that's why we're, we, we really, you know, you have to really want to do the work and, and heal. And it's, it's amazing. The transformations, cause it's not just the food, right? Once you shift and you feel worthy, you're not numbing with food anymore, but now you're like going for the job. You're going for after the guy that, you know, you're, there's so much more you're doing. Your potential now, now you've like, you've opened Pandora's box to what you're capable of. You know, you're, you're completely transforming lives. And that's exactly what I talked about in my coaching too. I'm also developing a course, which like the practical tools that have helped me to shift my mindset and, you know, help me create the life of my dreams and like keeping me on this, on this journey of <clears throat> persisting and, and just like giving back and, and spreading the freaking high vibes and connecting like this. When people look at me, they're like, Oh, she's so jolly. Like, you know, she probably hasn't been through anything. I'm like, nah, I have. And I overcame that. And you can too. This is how I did it. You know, exactly. <laughs> super open about it. And that's, that's why I created this podcast because I want to inspire others and let them know that no, you're you're not a victim of your circumstances unless you believe it, right? Unless exactly. you believe that you are, then totally you are, and you will stay there, my friend. And I will say that's probably the thing that held me back for so 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 long, and I think that that's what that's where a lot of people continue to stay stuck is back in the day, I thought I was a victim. I was like, I'm just bulimic. Like I'm a victim of, 
of my circumstance. Like it's, it's my environment. It's where I live. There's, you know, people keep bringing this food around the house or whatever it may have been there. I, I always blamed something externally, but once you realize that you have the power that you are so capable of, of healing these things and you stop being the victim and you're like, you take your power back because that's the thing. You're giving your power away to all the things that you think are causing this stuff for you. Right. But once you take your power back and you're like, no, I can do this. I, you know, this is, it's not, it's not the food. Food isn't the enemy. It's not my body. It's not my mom's fault because she gave me this body or whatever. It's, I have the power. Um, you know, it's all, it's all inside. All these triggers are just, they're just an invitation. Triggers are invitation for me to look inside and to heal. And so I'm grateful for them. I love it. I'm going to go in and I'm going to do this work. Everything shifts. So yeah, just getting out of the victim mentality is huge. Huge, huge, huge. That will transform your life. I'm so fascinated about your 12 week program. So the 12 week, um, this is the, the Academy, right? This is the, yes. Okay. Yes. the academy walk me through like what the first month will look like for somebody who wants to sign up and you said there's huge accountability which is awesome because girl i i'm someone when it comes to like working out i'm gonna tell you something i need accountability when it comes to working out like oh my god i i hired a a trainer for um miss california usa because in the past i'd always been really bad about working out and i really wanted to build muscle and like Oh, I've learned to now work with what works for me. I love dancing. That is such a great way to work out. So now I realized, oh, it's not that you hate working out, Brenda, right? Right? Yeah, it's not that you hate working out, Brenda. It's that you need to work out in the way that you will like and like things that like work with you. I can dance for hours and I can burn so many calories and get toned. So perfect. That's what I'm doing now right? To get in shape. But, but in the past, like that accountability is, was huge and it helped me. So how, how do you help your, your clients with all of that? I'm so with you on the dancing. First of all, <laughs> I absolutely love it. And that's actually one thing we have like a, we have a, in, in each, each week, each module, there's a movement protocol, like a um, movement practice, which is pretty much workouts, but it's, it's just that it's like, it's stuff that's going to get you in a more, so it, it has dance therapy in there once a week. Um, it has, you know, yoga, things that are going to get you to move in a way that feels good. Yeah. Not like it, working out doesn't always have to look like being in the gym, right. For hours or whatever. And if that feels good for you, then that's beautiful as well. You know, I, I loved back in the day, I loved lifting weights. Like it felt powerful. It felt good. I always felt good afterwards. And that's one way to do it as well. But it's cool to see that, yes, you can, you can work out by going rollerblading by the beach if that's what you love, right? Like going dancing, walk, whatever. So yeah, but, but yeah, for someone that signs up with the accountability piece is, yeah, we have, they're assigned a mentor that checks in on them each week that reviews their, their journal prompts and, you know, the work that they're doing. Um, they have an accountability partner. They have me that I check in with them and we do calls each week. And so we really hold you accountable to everything. And then we also, um, you know, like you said, the first month, what does it look like? You have, like I said, you have modules, you have meditations, you have webinars, you have coaching calls, you have all these things. Um, but we're going through, we go through, let's see, just the first month, we go through one presence, which is huge. 
learning to really observe what's going on versus identify with things. I think that that is a real, that's really, really important is most of us, we identify with the, with certain situations, right? And we create meaning all the time, right? Like this person said something, this person looked at me a certain way and therefore I create this meaning. And that means this about myself. And we create these huge stories. We go through self-soothing, which is huge for people that are, um, that are, that are going through this. We like, we go through healing unworthiness, understanding how our powers and our pain, like the way that we look at pain is huge, which is what helps us now go into, allows us to go deeper into our emotions. Because if I see the pain that I'm going through, the emotional pain, all these things as, as a blessing and as something that's teaching me something. And now that's a completely different perspective. And now I'm going to allow, and now I'm going to welcome it in and actually learn from it versus numb it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we go through self-sabotage. We go through feminine, the power that's in our feminine, oh. because most of us are very, the reason that we're <laughs> perfectionists, all or nothing, all these things are, we're, it's, it's like this very masculine mask that we put on. So understanding the feminine and the power that's in there and then actually allowing ourselves to receive versus always people pleasing. Cause I see that a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. I feel like the feminine hit you. Is that <laughs> she made her presence known right now. She was like present. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And then, yeah. And then we, we go through even like processing anger, like an anger meditation to release all of it. Um, being able to different, differentiate, like having rules in your life and being really rigid versus having boundaries that serve you. And um, creating those boundaries that most of the time, the anxiety that we have, if you look at like, what do I have anxiety around? It's things that you haven't yet created a boundary on. So taking a look and and that's something just for the listeners. If you guys are like, well, I I, I feel really anxious around this thing. It's usually there's a boundary that's missing there that we need to create. So looking at those different things and, and emotional responsibility, having integrity, inner child, the trigger cycle. Like these are all things that we work through even just the first month. So, um, yeah, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. That is absolutely amazing. I, I don't see how anyone can't be transformed by this Academy for the better. Like that's incredible. My gosh, that's so fast. We have the crash course that helps people with the practical tools, you know, that helped you, uh, you know, overcome emotional overeating. And then you have the, um, the masterclass that you guys dig into the beliefs and the, and yeah, just beliefs and like and the internal, but really the academy yeah. the 12 week program is what's going to give them the major accountability. They have mentors, they get on calls with you. They, they dig into these internal with like, Oh my God, with the feminine and the, and the, anger meditations and the dance therapy oh my god this sounds amazing dude yeah that is it's 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 been my baby and it's taken you know it's been a crazy but now it's it's cool because every class that goes through i just i i work on making it better making it better and so now this next one i'm working on just creating different affirmations that go into it so you'll even have like audios of affirmations that you can listen to in the car just as you're walking so that I want to always just continue to reinforce, you know, to shift those beliefs, to get you to, to take action from, because, you know, affirmations are great, but then we have to actually take action on them, right. Is to, to actually 
believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I so yes. Get that, dude, I know. I've been working on this mindfulness course since May, developing it since May. The the meetings, the development meetings I've had, the I've almost shot it twice. That's how much has gone into this where I've like started to record. I even went to a studio the other day and actually was starting to record. And I'm like, no, this, this, it's not, it's not ready. There's still something else I need to add into this, you know, and it takes time. It totally, it, and it's so much, you know what? I, I finally was able to, I don't want to say the word master, but like, I, I guess I can say that word, but like, that creative mindset because for you to create all the different programs that you just created that takes hardcore creativity right hardcore yeah like and it's a lot and as a creative i used to be like oh but anybody can come up with this oh but like you know i i never gave my creativity the credit it deserved and how much mental energy and mental power that that used right and so i was always like but i shouldn't feel tired at the end of the day i'm just creating i mean it just comes naturally to me but no that's a lot it's a lot of energy and when i started to realize that I'm like oh oh now i feel even so much more like confident in what i'm putting out because it does take a lot of a lot of mental juices to come up with these programs, to come up with this. And then plus the action of implementing them, you know, I'm like, if it were up to me, I would just be like a full on creative, you know, and like have someone take the reins right now, because that's, that's my zone of genius. Have you, and everyone has a zone of genius. Have you read the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks? No, but I, I've heard of it. I've heard good things of it. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I don't think I'll ever give up, you know, being a, a businesswoman. I love business too. Like it's, I love it. But oh my gosh, my creativity is where I really thrive. And we all have a zone of genius. And, um, and so it wasn't until I started to take my creativity much more serious and not just a, oh, this is just how I am and who I've been. Like, it just, it's easy. No, no, no. Once I started to give it again, the attention and the credit that it deserved, things just started to, to shift for me. And I started to feel so much better inside so much more confidence came about it so much more, uh, of, of like, Oh, I got this. If I can, Oh, I'm going to create something else too. And it's going to be great. And I can improve on this. And it, it's just, yeah. That's awesome. See, so for me, it's the complete opposite. I've always seen myself as more of a businesswoman and I've never like the creative side. This is where I had to use my like self-sabotage stuff and, and tools and all those things to, because I was self-sabotaging. I was like, well, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not this creative person, but I went through all these things. I learned these things. So I want to put it into a course, but how do I do that? Like, I'm not creating, you know, I'm like, well, I don't know. How do I make content? How do I do this business thing? And so, but when I started, I was like, okay, I have to shift my beliefs. I have to shift my identity. 
to, to, because we're all creative. We can all, if we sit there, you know, it's just, we have this pool, we block ourselves. I would challenge you since you're saying with your course and you're like, well, it's not ready yet. It's not ready yet. It needs more. I kind of sense a little bit of perfectionism in there. Like, for a second there. I was like, shoot, this is amazing. I'm just, yes, continue. Yes, tell me, tell me. Yeah, I don't know. For me, what helped me, even with the Academy, I sold it before it was ready. Like I had the ideas together. I sold it. I had the first class lined up and the very first class, I mean, it was kind of a shit show, <laughs> but I was literally like, I had no choice. I would Sunday night, the, their new modules would, would release on Mondays, Sunday nights. You would see me until like midnight. My eyes, like I was just, there were bags under my eyes. I just, I, I was, we were filming the, the, that same week I was created. Like I just, it kind of got me to do it, to launch it, just put it out. It took away that perfectionism because I was like, okay, it needs to come out. I'm going to create it. Yeah. And you know, if I need to, if there's anything that I want to add, like now I'm like, okay, cool. I want to add affirmations. I want to add this and I can go back and I can edit and I can add and I can, you know, but it kind of, it, it got me past myself, right? Cause I kept blocking myself. I would, I would have continued to self-sabotage. I would have been like, well, no, it needs this or procrastinating. Right. Cause I'm afraid now I had no choice. I was like, these people need their modules next week. I was like, shit, I gotta do it. So, yeah. so yeah, I sold it first. And then, you know, I kept, I, I kept doing it. I kept creating and, um, and it took, it took me 12 weeks to create where I thought it would have taken me months on months on months. If not years, I probably wouldn't have it yet because of all the work and all the things and all the procrastination, you know? Yeah. Heck, and you wrote it yourself, I imagine, right? Like you wrote it yourself and where did you shoot it? At my house, I have a camera and I, we've always, my husband and I, we are all about like traveling. I know we're on zoom now. Like I have a world map behind me. We're all about traveling. We're all- my bed in my, in my, in my room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we love it. So we've always had cameras. We've always, we, we always wanted to do like a YouTube channel of us traveling and this and that. And so we've always had those things. So I just, you know, I had the lights, I had the camera and I just kind of set it up and I just did it myself edited it myself at first and so now I have a lot more help and I was able to make it look a lot more professional and whatever but yeah, yeah. the first round was yeah the first round was that like let me get it out if if not you know the more we wait the more we less people were helping <laughs> so. right no you're absolutely right and I'm going to begin filming this week again but this time in my apartment um because I wanted to be like I realized I wanted to be like an extension of a getting mental pod episode, you know, cause a lot of the messages that I get are, Oh my God, we feel like we're in that living room with you. Um, thank you for talking about mental health with like such a, you know, comedic twist, such like a, Oh, I feel like I'm just having a conversation with you. Um, you know? And so I realized when I was in that studio too, I was like, Oh, not only can I add things, but you know what? I also don't want this to, to look so professional. Like, you know, if my audience is like, seems like you're just our cousin and we talking, it's like, then I'm, I want to give them that too. Exactly. So film it here, same setup as the pod and just have it be like an extension. Yeah. I literally recorded the whole course is on, or the whole Academy is I'm on my couch and my kitchen is behind me. It's like the, the very, you know, just at home kind of thing. Um, and then even then the master class and stuff or, are, I was, I was kind of like, you know, I, I 
the, I think the masterclass I did while pregnant. So I, I was like, well, I don't know, like, how do I make it look? What do I do? And I was like, you know what, I'm, I I don't want to do the whole setup again, or, you know, I kind of want to do it a little bit quicker because it's a faster course. And I was like, well, loom is perfect. I don't know if you've used loom Loom. where I was. Yeah. No, you're able to do kind of like PowerPoints and record and, and have your face on there. So it's more done on the computer and you're just kind of explaining the whole thing. So that was another way to do it. So, you know, cause I was like, okay, I see myself procrastinating. I see myself self-sabotaging because now my excuse is, you know, how do I set it up? Where do I do it? We're moving. I'm pregnant. We're this, like, I have all these excuses. I'm like, no, let's do it. You know, it's not, it's not going to be any less effective or not help people because it's not done with a professional thing. Right. Um, so yeah. Yeah. We got, we, it's, it's about, it is a lot is about just for, for anyone listening when, when it comes to procrastination or it comes to self-sabotaging and stuff. And with any of this work, it's so much honesty. It's so much just looking at yourself and being like calling BS on yourself. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah, I could, I could have played out the pregnancy card all the way until now, but no, I get to, I get to be real with myself. No, the reality is I could do this in seconds. It's just, I'm just using excuses. I'm just, self-sabotaging. Yep. So freaking right. Yep. I call Mm -hmm. myself right now too. I'm like, did you just hear yourself? Did you? (laughs) (laughs) I just caught myself. I am so happy you caught it because it's like, yeah, man. Yeah. All right. We're going to do this now. We're going to make this course now. Yes. It's, it's, it's so crazy when you're actually present around your language and what the things that you're saying and if you just if just for everyone listening I would take I would challenge you to just take a day to um to just be really just become really aware about the the things that you're saying right it's we can really get to know ourselves a lot by by just listening in to what we're saying and what we're doing yep. yeah 100 percent and Dude, I'm so grateful for you. I can't believe it's already almost an hour uh, from our pot. I, <laughs> time just flies. Like, uh, it, I know, I know. I could talk to you all day. I know. Oh my <laughs> God, I know. No, I can't. I can't wait for us to like do this again. We have to do this later on with Corona and all these things. Like literally sit on the couch and have some coffee, have some tea. <laughs> I, dude, I'd be honored. Hell yeah. I would love that. I would love that so hard. And for everybody watching, I'm also going to have a link uh, to uh, Andrea's masterclass and the course and like the academy and like all this stuff for you guys to, to um, enroll and check her out. And oh my God, Andrea, can you please let everybody know your socials? And I'm going to make sure to have your socials also like pop up and all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram, Facebook as at things Andrea says, and then you can check out ditch scale.com for the Academy or things Andrea says.com. And you can see some of that, but also the links that she'll have on there. Um, anything, let me know that you heard of me from here and we're going to give you a really special discount on all the courses. Ah! And all the things. Hey. So. <laughs> Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? That's all for you guys. That's all for you guys. Oh, yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Dude, no, I just for you guys. So yeah, reach out to me and um, let us know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
Uh, sorry, Zoom is just like, I don't know. It just started acting weird. Anyways, <laughs> but yeah, aw, that, seriously, thank you. I, I can't thank you enough. And is there, like, what, okay, what would be your closing statement on getting mental? So as women and men and for everyone, our biggest fear is that we're not worthy just as humans. And our biggest fear is that, you know, that we'll never be loved or then because we we're not worthy. And so therefore love will be retracted. And so I just want you guys to know that you are, your worth is an eight. Like you are so worthy. You are so lovable. You are so loved just by being here. Like you would never look at a baby I just had my baby and I, you would never look at a baby and be like, this human is not worthy of this and that because they look this way or this woman is not worthy or because they didn't achieve something or you would never even just look at a bum on the street and be like, they're not worthy of living a better life. You know, it's, it's like we are, we, we put all these conditions and we are, we're just, we're so, we're so much love. We're so much light. We just have this conditioning that has been, you know, throughout the years that we've picked up and we just have to kind of peel off those layers to finally get to our true selves, to the highest version of ourselves. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you. There's absolutely nothing to fix. It's just letting go of this conditioning, letting go of these beliefs, peeling off these layers so that we can finally get to just so much greatness. In short, (laughs) you're so worthy. You're so loved. You're amazing. So go out there and do great things. I felt that. I felt that. I know everyone watching this just felt that too. Oh my God. I felt, oh, you're amazing. Thank you so, Thank so, you. so, so much. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Andrea is going to be back and I can't wait to have her back. And please reach out to her, seriously. And I'll just, we're, we're here for you guys. We're here. Yes, yes, yes. For anyone honestly going through anything with emotional eating, binging, eat, eating disorders, anything like that, we reach out to us. There is so much support, so many people that understand what you're going through. And I've been there. It's freaking scary. It's lonely. And so just know that there's a huge community and so many people out there that just want to help you. So reach out. Yay. Oh my God. And don't, don't hang up on me. I'm going to just stop recording, but all right. Bye guys. Uh, you guys have an amazing time. I'm going to keep talking to her. So my bad. But like, bye. <laughs> this episode where we've come to to the end but i love you guys and uh stay tuned for for everything else to come and i love you guys i'll talk to you guys later checking out Bye. bye